welcome to episode two of Doing a Leads uh, with me, Matthew Lewis. And me, Jermaine Beckford. Uh, ben, How are you? I'm very, I'm very good. Thank you very much. Uh, we haven't been cancelled. We are here for a second episode at least, so that's nice. And it's been a big week for you. You've got, you got verified on Twitter. I saw that. Oh, mate. I'll be honest with you. I was in the, um, I was in the Talk Sports Studios um, having a debate with Jamie O'Hara about how great Leeds is. I watched it. Not in his opinion, but in mine. I was, I was just giving him a little bit of knowledge. He didn't want to buy into it. Um, by the time the, the conversation with him had finished. I had a lovely blue tick next to my name on Twitter, so I was I was very very proud and very happy, mate. Honestly, crazy. I'm thrilled for you. I'm thrilled. Do you know what? More so more so than that, I'm glad that we um, we actually played really well and taught Jamie O'Hara a lesson. Buzzing. I must have sent that interview to about five people, and I was like, get a load of this. All of your friends, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's literally <laughs> everyone I know. And uh, I said, get a load of this. What do you make of this? And we we're chatting about, you know, what he was saying about how overhyped we are. I found it really interesting because it was that kind of thing that the that I find a lot in the media like to do, and they, they do it a lot with leads for the for the clickbait. Is that mm-hmm. someone will say something completely outrageous, like, "Do you think Leeds United will make the top four? And I don't know any Leeds fan who's suggesting that Leeds are going to get anywhere near the top four, but they've said that and they know they're going to get the clicks from it. And it's going to be from Leeds fans going, what's all this about? You're going to get rival fans saying, don't be ridiculous. And then a week later, you'll get a pundit like O'Hara saying, oh, I think they're overhyped. All these Leeds fans saying they're going to finish top four. It's like, we didn't say that. You said that. (laughs) Very smart, isn't it? Swings and roundabouts. It works. That's exactly what it is. It sells. Listen, we, we we keep tuning in. That's exactly it. So he's done his job. Yeah. Well, I was glad you were there to, to, to put him right anyway. Absolutely. You should have seen what happened when we went off air. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was, do you know what? It was great fun. And the, the thing that made me proud was the boys' performance. So without that, you know, I would have walked back in the, the talk sports studios with my tail between my legs. Now I walk in there with my chest puffed out, just proud, head held high, because I knew exactly what was going to come. He's the one that's going to have his tail between his legs. So this is going to be great fun. Absolutely. I know, you know, building up to this season, there's been a lot of chat. I mean, it's very short pre-season, but there's a lot of chat on social media, particularly, you know, during the whole Ben White uh, business with with Brighton and a lot of Villa fans and a lot of people talking about what's going to happen. And I was, I was, uh, I didn't want to admit it, but I was, I was a bit nervous about that first game. You know, if we were going to end that first game, bottom of the table, losing 5-0, there was going to be a lot of, uh, exactly like you said, tails between legs for the next seven days. Didn't happen though, did it? No, absolutely not. Listen, every single one of the boys did themselves unbelievable justice. So I, I liked, the, the thing I liked the most about it, we went into that game with no fear and we're coming up against the Premier League champions, world beaters, internationals, regular internationals for their for their respected nations. And we, we stood toe to toe with them, went punch for punch. And I think we came out with... Um, with more pride than they did, you know, because we scored three goals away at Anfield and that's the first time it's happened in, in a couple of years. I'm, I'm buzzing with that. I would have liked to have a, a point at least from it, but all things considered, everybody else in the Premier League are looking at that result, watching the performance and saying, wow, I tell you what, Leeds United are no joke, you know, they they didn't go up by luck. That's what I like about it. It was interesting for me for because it, was, it kind of showed uh, exactly what Leeds are capable of and have been over the last two years how they play but also on the flip side it showed a a bit of leads that we haven't seen a lot of three shots three goals a bit of clinical in front of goal which we're not actually been famous for the last couple of years it showed we're capable (laughs) of doing both yeah absolutely And, and let's be honest we should have had a few more as well 
Imagine that. Imagine if we had four shots, five shots uh, and five goals, you know, away at Anfield. Again, unbelievable. The thing that, that it didn't really concern me, but the thing that, that I really thought needed a little bit of addressing was the defensive side of things. Because that's something we haven't seen in the last couple of years with Leeds. Right. You know, we were all over the place, weren't we? You have to look at the, the new boy, Koch, with uh, the, the way that he was playing. He, he looked a little bit out of his depth for the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes or so. Gave away a penalty, which was very unfortunate, if I'm honest with you. I Agreed. don't know if it was or should have should have stood as a penalty. Um, but the corner where Van Dijk lost him, yeah. I think it was a little bit soft. He, he got away from him and... You know, in situations like that, he's a big boy. He should be physical. Just try and stand with him. Push everybody out, everybody else out of the way and just make a point. Just prove a point. You're not getting in front of me. Stand in front of him, block him off. Get your arms up. Don't don't grab him or anything, but get your arms up and, and try and shepherd him away from goal or away from the ball at least. It just seemed like he was kind of just, just uh, I don't really know, almost going through the motions, just happy to be at Leeds United playing in the Premier League against Liverpool. That's what it looked like. But but slowly but surely, he grew into the game. And as the game went on and the minutes ticked off, he started looking much better. He got a bit more comfortable. And, and you could see one of the reasons why we, we ended up bringing him in. He was he was good on the ball, wasn't he? Well, well talk to us about, about that, really. I mean, what what is that like as a, as a new player coming into a massive club like Leeds? You're playing the champions of England in your, in your opening fixture. Um, I mean, a lot of people haven't talked about this. I've seen a lot of stuff on social media or oh, Leeds won't do any good with a defence like that. Oh, I can't believe they're going to, they're going to play these two. It's like, but let's be right. We had a, a young kid in a strike who's not played at that position, started at that position at all for Leeds. Yep. We've got a, a yep. cock who's been here for like, what, like a week? Yeah. He's, he'd, I think he'd only had like two or three sessions with the boys. So, right. you know, you've got a new, a new centre half who, um, has just come in. He doesn't really know how the boys play um, like really, really well just yet. You had um, Coops who uh, was injured just beforehand as well. So it was supposed to be Liam Cooper, centre-half starting as captain uh, mm-hmm. alongside uh, Koch. So, but that didn't happen in the end, you know? So although it wasn't the best in terms of the, the defensive capabilities, how sound everybody was uh, defending... I, I'm not reading too much into the actual performance itself because I know when Cooper's back in, he's he's a leader. He leads by example and he dictates to all the other boys where they're supposed to be, where they're going to stand. So, you know, we're not going to be as, as defensively weak as we were against Liverpool. Yeah, because, you know, there was a bit of miscommunication at times and, and I mean, let's... A lot. Let, let's, well, yeah, <laughs> let's be right. We, you know, we conceded from four set pieces effectively and, and yeah. you know, the, the Mo Salah, uh, the second goal was 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 poor from Leeds, you Sublime. know. I mean, the, yeah. goal, the goal was great, but, you know, I, I watched it back and we've got, we've got four defenders trying to cut the pass out and not a single one trying to press Worrying the actual about where he is. G- the guy with the ball. Um, but is, yeah. is that just a miscommunication because they're, they're literally new, like these are new players to these positions that we've had to, at the last minute, throw in? Mate, exactly that. It's just miscommunication. It's lack of experience and and lack of spatial awareness as well. You have to understand, the player with the ball is dangerous, but if you've got a player of Mo Salah's talents free in the 18-yard box, mate, you, you better get somebody out there just in case the ball falls to him because you know he's lethal. You know he's sharp. Just just get somebody out there. Marcelo Bielsa would have been fuming with what yeah. he saw in terms of the defensive side of things. He would have been ex- extremely ecstatic with the attacking side though. So it's um, 
Ah, uh, mate, who would be a coach? Yeah. Who would be a coach? <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, you're absolutely right. And I hate I hate talking ifs and buts, uh, you know, and you change one player, you change the entire game. But, you know, you look at that Ben White and and, and, and uh, Cooper at centre-half, that's a different game, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But listen, let's not take anything away from Koch. This guy's a German international. Agreed. You know, he's got the, the qualities. He was just a little bit rusty. He, he just didn't realise he was going to be up against Mo Salah, yeah. Roberto Firmino and uh, Sadio Mane. Like, listen, those three guys are unbelievable forwards. Unbelievable. So after the first 20 minutes or so of the game, I think he did really well trying to, trying to handle them and manage them. That being said, he, he knows there's a long way to go before he's, he's able to get comfortable. And he looks positive, as you said earlier, you alluded to that he, he, he does look positive. He looks like, you know, he, he likes fits into that Belsa mould of playing out from the back. And he looked, you know, as you say, once he'd settled, he looked, he looked comfortable doing that. Listen, he, he's, he's a baller and you can see that he's comfortable on the ball. He likes to break the lines with the ball as well. His passing ability is actually pretty good as well. You know, his passing range. I've seen him hit one or two diagonals um, and I thought to myself, oh, I'll tell you what, that's the kind of thing Ben White was doing as well. So... It's, it's a very good like-for-like like, um, acquisition. However, I think we've actually got a bargain on our hands, especially when you're looking at uh, Brighton asking, what is it, 40-odd million for, for, White, right. uh, for Ben White. And we got, we got Koch for 15, I think, if I'm not wrong. It's around about that sort of number. Yeah. So with a couple of, uh, a few more weeks go by in training where he gets to see how the boys work firsthand and, and he's involved in it more and more. Listen, he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. Uh, just talking about passing, um, I've got a few stats here, but I got these before before we came on today because I actually like I this blew me away. So our pass completion was seventy six percent, which was exactly the same as Liverpool's, but we actually made many more passes than they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to mention fifty two percent possession. Um, did that surprise you? Was that how you expected the the stats to play out at the end, or do you think that Liverpool would have all, all the ball? Um, no, I expected us to have the the lion's share of the ball. If I'm honest with you, just because I know Liverpool aren't the strongest in midfield, and the way they play, they play very much on the counter attack. They're not really a possession dominating side. So I knew we, in terms of our positioning, in terms of the way we move the ball and in terms of our intensity, we're definitely going to win the ball back quickly, but move it into those areas where defenders aren't, uh, defenders or the midfield players of, of Liverpool weren't necessarily going to be filling those gaps. So I, I did. I expected us to have the, the majority of possession. The, the passing, the amount of passes and the, uh, the pass um, accuracy as well, percentage was was astonishing taking into account we're up against the Premier League champions mm -hmm. if we're able to dictate play against those guys I'm, I'm pretty sure as everybody's been saying that I've been speaking to we, we, we should have no issues no problems with dominating possession for the rest of the season in the majority of games obviously there's going to be a couple of games here or there where we're going to have to um, give that up a little bit and preserve our energy in, in how we close down to win the ball back but Listen, all things considered, I am well over the moon with, with uh, our Premier League debut after 16 years. 100%. We're going to get on to sort of fixtures coming up uh, later on in, in, in the show. But um, obviously, Liverpool are a team that are going to counter-attack and come at you and they play a little bit wider. Yeah. Do you think that we may struggle against teams that... Um, are scared of Leeds and might go into their shells a little bit like we saw a lot in the championship you know 10 men behind the ball do you think we um, I mean we looked a lot more clinical against Liverpool but do you think that we might struggle a bit against those kind of teams or do you think that actually the Premier League people won't do that to us 
What do you think about that? Listen, there, there will be teams in the Premier League, absolutely, that will, um, they will know that their qualities aren't as, as high as ours are, you know, so they're naturally going to sit back and try and hit us on the counter-attack. Teams like Leicester City, they're, they're good. They're a good football inside, but they've got Jamie Vardy who is lethal on the counter-attack. They've got players in that team, James Madison, who can, can find a pass out of nowhere. So they'll be looking to absorb as much pressure as they can, win the ball back quickly and then play the early ball through to, to Jamie Vardy. All we need to do is make sure that we have our, our defenders in the right places at the right times um, just in case we do turn the ball over and, and the opposition do look for the early get-out ball. Liverpool tried to do it a couple of times. They tried to get Mane through. They tried to get Salah through as well. Um, and I think we dealt with them. We dealt with the, the threats in, in those occasions pretty well. As, as you mentioned before, we, we conceded from uh, four set, three set pieces and, and a, well, no, four set pieces. Yeah. So, you know, that shows that shows you that our open play, when we're playing open play, um, it, we're, we're defensively sound. We also get coops back, which is, it's a major, major, uh, excuse the pun, coop. <laughs> and, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about what went wrong in the game. And I think that we talked about that in depth. Let's talk about what went right. I mean, those goals, they were good oh, goals, mate. man. They were brilliant. Hey, Jack Harrison, wow. come on, talk to me. Wow. Talk to me. That, that, that's a, that, do you know what? When I saw it, I was just thinking flashback to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank when he the, scored against Liverpool. Have you seen the video of them cut together? Side by side. Amazing. Oh, come on. Come on. It's like Messi and Maradona. <laughs> Remember, they, they they put those two yeah. goals together. Yeah. Flipping it. Mate, honestly, the way he he brought the ball down, knocked it around um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah. one side of him, got around him the other side, showed a great turn of pace, great first touch as well, by the way. Took an extra touch, steadied himself, which is the key moment as well, by the way, in that whole, that whole move. Mm-hmm. Steadied himself right in front of goal, edge of the 18-yard box, Hammers it with his right foot, bottom corner. Oh my word. And he looked every bit Premier League, didn't he? 100%, mate. I lost myself. <laughs> Absolutely lost myself, mate. I was buzzing. I was so, so happy. When that went in, ah, uh, I wanted to just take off my shirt and just start yeah. swinging it around the head like a nutcase, but I wasn't allowed. I mean, you know, we all, we all thought the worst, didn't we? A penalty in the third minute, fourth minute, whatever it was. And and I just thought, oh God, heads are going to drop. We're, we're in for a spanking here. Um, and then and then Harrison with that bit of that bit of magic. Oh mate, it, it was unbelievable, and it was great timing as well, um, because we started to dominate possession a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, which is is another thing that that really got me excited and really got all of the fans behind um, behind Leeds United. You you just saw that the early goal didn't affect us at all, you know, and and to be able to 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 show the the steel, the heart to to be able to go a goal down against a, a team as good as Liverpool and, you know, go toe-to-toe with them and let them know, listen, you're in for a, a real good game here. We're, we're not afraid of you. We're not, we're not worried about what you've got in attack because we've got, we've got really good attack players as well. That, I was buzzing off the back of that. I don't want to speculate off the back of one, you know, one response, but it, it, I, I just wonder if that playoff defeat to Derby those two years ago has been the making of these lads that now that they just, they've got this backbone now that they're not willing to give up anymore. They know that they can bounce back from any position. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, the way they, they've um, dictated the, the way the game's been played since that derby, the second leg of the uh, the, the playoff final, the boys have dedicated their, themselves to being in the best possible condition that they can be in mindset as well mm-hmm. to, if they do go a goal down early doors, 
they're not going to let it get to them. You know, they know there's there's 90 minutes in a game and it only takes eight seconds to get from one goal to the next goal. You know, so with that being with that being said, you don't have to worry about conceding a goal. You don't have to worry about um, coming up against players that are technically better than you because in terms of the determination that the boys have got and in, um, the gameplay as well and, and the drive that everybody has, mate, come on. I can't see I can't see anybody um causing us any real real problems unless we we cause ourselves problems first. How happy were you for that stunning purchase goal from Patrick Bamford? Mate. Nah. I was um, oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy for him. Honestly, because listen, Patrick's been getting so much grief. He's been getting so much chip and and a lot of people are judging him on on goals scored which you know, as a as a centre forward, as a number nine for Leeds, you're always going to be judged on. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but there's so much to his game. He offers so so much. His movement is brilliant. His work rate is brilliant. His attitude is brilliant. He creates so many spaces and so many chances. We touched on this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many spaces and so many chances for the other boys. You know, without him being in the team, th- we don't create as many chances. We don't create as many opportunities, and we we don't score as many goals. You know what the good thing is? The exciting thing is. We've got another player in Rodrigo who is similar, but he looks he looks like he's he's quite sharp as well. I've not seen him in front of goal just yet. I've seen a couple of clips of of his on on YouTube, and I've I've spoken to a few of the boys uh, at um, at Four Parch uh, when they're training to see what he's like, and they said he can handle himself. So I'm 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 quietly in, I'm quietly excited to see what he he brings. How how do you think how do you think he'll be mentally after giving that penalty away? I mean you, you can't really blame him. He's a striker trying to defend. Um, but as a new signing coming in, giving a penalty away at the last the last couple of minutes of the game, will he be able to shrug yeah. that off like a professional, or do you think that'll be a bit in his mind? What do you think? Nah, he'll shrug it off. He'll shrug it off. Like I was I was at Ellen Road and I was watching him. He started. Yep. And. His his movement, everything about what he did was sharp and it, nothing about it said he's got a hangover from the Liverpool game giving away the penalty in the, in the last couple of minutes of the game. Everything about his, his gameplay was positive. You know, what he wanted to do, the way he tried to play was very positive. The only downside about his performance that I noticed is he, he likes to drop quite deep to, to get involved in the, in the play, you know, in the build-up play. I don't really like that if I'm honest. I want to see him, if he's going to work really, really hard, I want to see him stay up top or make your runs out wide to either channel. You know, he was dropping deep and coming to the halfway line to collect the ball. But that being said, that might just be because he was playing with the second string, uh, the second 11. If Calvin Phillips is is in there and Mm -hmm. and Klitsch is in there and all of these boys, Jack Harrison, etc., are in the middle or out wide, they're not going to let him drop deep to take up the spaces that they're they're taking up. So that's that's something else that I noticed about him. I, I'm excited though. I'm excited to see what he what he can bring. Do you think that was more of a, a senior player just trying to trying to carry the team a little bit, you know, eleven changes to the squad? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because he was doing it. Tyler uh Roberts was doing it as well. He was in there. Alioski was in there. He was trying to do a little bit. Um Douglas was in there. He was trying to do a bit as well. So they they were all trying to do a little bit too much. And the the fluidity of the game wasn't really it didn't really flow that well if I'm honest. We'll 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 talk more about the whole game later on, but I do just want to ask you as a as a striker, um, 
it, it was a penalty shootout, but Rodrigo scored the, you know, took the first penalty, buried it back of the net. Do you think great penalty? Does as that well. give you confidence, even though it's a penalty and a penalty shootout? Do you go right? That's my first one. I can score now. Listen, do you know what? Yes, it does. To answer your question. Secondly, I was, I was, uh, I was commentating on the game, and I was watching, and I was the, I was talking to Sam Matterface, and he said to me. If you were uh, Rodrigo, what would you do here? Which penalty would you take? I said, I would take number one or number four. He said, number one or number four, why? I said, well, those are the two pressure penalties. So number one, you take the penalty, you score, you set the team up. You know, everybody's looking at that and saying, right, okay, cool. So he scored the first one. We've got nothing to worry about. The pressure's on the opposition. If the opposition score, then it doesn't matter. You, you've got the pressure as number two. If the opposition miss then you're, you're a goal up, you know, you're, you're already winning. Penalty number four, the reason I said that one is because everybody says, well, five is the most important mm-hmm. one. Well, it's not. It's not the most important one. Four is the most important one because if you score number four, if, the, if both teams score um, and it's free, free, and you're on the fourth penalty first, you score the opposition miss. All, you, all your, your power after you has to do is score. That's big pressure to win the game. My preference is always one or four. I'd rather go first or fourth. I'm not going second, third or fifth. You might not even get a penalty at fifth. And as a striker, I want a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Would you, would, you be, would you take penalties if you were playing? And if so, which one would you take? One, two, three, four or five? This is going to say a lot about you as a person, by the way. Oh my word. <laughs> um... I like to think I would I'd, I'd I'd step forward and put my hand up for a penalty. Um I the only real experience I can think of is the Interform football tournament when I was in sixth form uh 17. <laughs> I went I went second. Uh ca- okay. captain went first and he missed. Oh well. But my top right corner no messing. Yeah. Decent. We won, I like that. We won I that. Like that. We won that. Um, that's, it was all down to you as well, right? That, well, I mean, that's it. You know, if your captain misses the first penalty, you've, you've got to set an example, haven't you? You know. Um, but <laughs> what are you, VC? I think I... Vice captain. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't tell you. couldn't tell you, to be honest. But I, um, you were just next. Honestly, I think I just got lucky. I just, I put my boot through. I think I was going down the middle and it went in top right. So I just, you know, I got... Really but I think I'd like to... I've had a couple of them. I like, I like to think I'd, I'd put my hand up. I'm not sure I'd want to go first, uh, but I, mm. I'd, I'd like to think I'd, I'd put my hand up at least. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Listen, like I said, it speaks volumes about the character, mate. Okay, moving swiftly. (laughs) (laughs) Episode two of Doing a Leeds is once again sponsored by the team at Beer 52, the world's most popular craft beer discovery club, who send cases of beers from all around the world to their 150,000 members every month. My sister-in-law's father even signed up after listening last week, so thanks, Rob. Appreciate that, mate. Uh, For all of you listening, they have a great offer. Uh, Eight craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries on the planet for free. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash loot. Cover the postage, which is £5.99, and the team there will sort you out. And I mean it, it's free. Whatever kind of beer you like, they will have something for you, and you don't have to sign up for life. Uh, don't know why you would, but you, you don't have to. Uh, you, you can change your mind at any time. So just go to beer52.com forward slash loot. Alright, so let's let's talk a little bit more about, about the whole game. Um, it was probably one to forget for 
for most of uh, Leeds fans. Um, but what do you think about it from the from the players' perspective? Some good experience gained. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, there were eleven changes, um, and all of them, every single one of them, did a really, really good job. Um, with all things considered, like they'd not really played with each other before. The the thing that that frustrated me, like I'm not that bothered that we lost and we're out. That doesn't really bother me that much because we want to focus more so on the Premier League sure. and. and maintaining our Premier League status, obviously, you know, that's that's first and foremost, that has to be the case. But I think the thing that frustrated me the most was silly mistakes, little mistakes that were given away all the time. And although it finished 1-1, whole, whole City could have easily put four or five past us in, in, uh, during the game, during the 90 minutes, you know. So we have to look at it and, and appreciate that it's given the younger younger players, the players that are on the fringe an opportunity to showcase their talents. Uh, young Creswell at the centre half, he, he actually did okay. He showed a couple of glimpses of of what he's about, and you know his his dad Richard Creswell, who I incidentally played up front with for Leeds, um, must have been practicing against him because he's he's quite solid in terms of his defensive uh, position and and how he plays. You know, there are a couple of chances where the guys were one on one with him, and he instead of watching the guy's feet when he's doing a couple of stepovers, he's just watching the ball made a crunching challenge and, and took the ball and, and went on his merry way. So himself, uh, a, a strike, he did pretty well as well, playing in that that Calvin Phillips holding role. Mm-hmm. He, he did okay. Filled in at centre-half, uh, made the the four into a three, uh, the two centre-halves into a three, sorry. Um, and it, it was just good. It was good fun to watch. It was interesting to see what, what the future holds as well. There's a lot of players there that, that are actually pretty exciting for for future reference. So, you know, that's that's something that that we can take from the game. It would have been nice to see them progress and win so that we could see a little bit more of those same boys and and they can uh, almost uh, find a way that they can progress and and try and build, bridge the gap between the the second 11 and the first 11, the second team and the first team. But the result was, the result was what it is, you know, Casilla was in goal. He made a couple of a couple of good saves, but he was flapping at quite a bit as well. Yeah, um, not his not his biggest fan, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, I, I was going to get onto Casilla. Um, I suppose we could talk about it now. Really, I mean, what do you, what what do, you, what do you think of the decision to make him not only play him, but um, but to make him captain? Um, I mean, and, and, I, and I mean that from from several perspectives uh, in terms of his mm. just his, just his quality as a player, but then also with the players taking the knee uh, before kickoff and, and the Black Lives Matter and all the rest of that. What do you think of that decision? I thought it was bizarre. I really did. I really did. I I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, if I'm honest with you. Um, Agreed for for a number of reasons. The so he's had this issue and he's had this this cloud hanging over his head, um, and it's almost a did he didn't he moment. You know, he's been charged with giving racial abuse uh, out to an opposing uh, player, but he's he's not said sorry. He's not admitted it. He's not held his hands up and said, "Listen, it was it was a mistake. I shouldn't have said it. It was." Um, heat at a moment or, or whatnot, whatever the, the reasoning behind it was, it's, it's unacceptable first and foremost, but he's not held his hands up to it. So for that for that to be the case and, and him still get the captaincy and still be playing, uh, mate, it, it, it just bamboozled me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. He, uh, we've got Bielsa has, you know, come out after the game. He's been asked about uh, his decision because I think it's, it's, it's rightly... Um, 
not not rubbed a lot of Leeds fans the right way, frankly. Um, and we're not yeah. we're not even getting on to him as a as a as a player. Um, oh man, we, we haven't got <laughs> enough time for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, Bielsa said uh, his teammates think you deserve to be captain, and we have to listen to this message. The players see in their captain someone who can represent them. Um, and I suppose we as fans uh, who are not in, in and amongst the club and in and amongst the players, we have to accept that. Um, mm. But for me personally, um, I, 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 I don't think he's up to the quality of the team anyway. Um, no, but then, when you I. when you add into that, it's just it it, it leaves a, a bit of taste in, in in the mouth for me. When we're we're on one hand, we're we're taking a knee and and, and acknowledging racial inequalities, and on the other hand, we're rewarding someone with the, with a prestigious position as the captain of Leeds United. After exactly as you said, they've been charged, served a ban, and never once apologised. I just that just that leaves a leaves a bit of taste for me personally. Yeah, and that's that's everything that I've been getting from all the the fans that I've been speaking to, and and guys and girls on the radio as well, and and on the TV. You know, they're all they're all asking me the exact same thing you just asked me. What does it feel like for, from your perspective, and how do you feel? And I said, well, how do you feel? What do you think about it? And they've pretty much said exactly the same as what you've just said and exactly the same as what I've I've been saying and what I think as well. You know, I think it's it's um I I, I don't really I don't really like what I've seen with it. You know, if he if he came out and just owned it and said, listen, it was a uh, it was a heat of the moment, I should never have said that sort of thing. It, it should not have it should not have been a, a thought in my mind. Um but I did say, I'm sorry, I'm working on myself to try and better myself, to be a better person. And I understand that um, the human human race is more than just about the color of your skin. It's about who you are as a person and what you stand for as a person, what your beliefs are. We'd, we'd all turn around and say, listen, we don't uh, we don't accept what you did, but we accept your your apology and we appreciate you trying to, to better yourself as a person. He's not done that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that for me is is um, it's it's hard for me to take if I'm honest with you. I, I it is it's hard for me to take. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And um, you know, you, you look at Leeds and and having been in the terraces throughout the years and and the exceptional black players that we've had at, at the club, yourself included. It, uh, it's 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 always been a club that I think has has prided itself in in the diversity of the players that we've had at least as long as I've been going. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. So so I'm you know I. Not, not, not too pleased with that myself. Um, and I, you know what? If he was, if he was the best goalkeeper in the world, I'd hope that Leeds fans still weren't happy with it. But, um, but he's not, is but he? He's like not. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was watching the. Um, so I was watching the whole game, and um, he came out to claim a couple of crosses, like really straightforward crosses, crosses that you'd think you'd like to think, yeah, any normal goalkeeper would be able to come out, grab it, because he's he's quite tall and he's got a great reach as well. He came out tried to to try to punch it or something I'm not entirely sure what he tried to do but it it was it was all over the place and it was ah mate he just doesn't fill me with with a lot of confidence there was another opportunity where um the ball was out on the the left touch line where the left back should have been where where uh, Douglas should have been but he ended up running out Kiko Casillas running out to the left back position he passed the ball from the left back position right across the goal to the right back position like I don't care if there's a, a an attacker there or not, you should not pass the ball across an open goal, man. You should not. These little things like this. But he's a confident goalkeeper. I'll give you that. Is he very good? Is he? Would he be my, be my number one? No. 
Meslier, the young boy, has done absolutely wonders since he's come in. So um, long may that uh, uh, continue. And he's at Liverpool. He's absolutely earned his place in 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 that squad as as number one. Um, yeah, I think uh, uh, doing a Leeds, we're not in the business of of slagging Leeds players. So let's move swiftly on from uh, from the Casilla chat uh, before <laughs> yeah, we before, before we get more into it. Right. Let, let me ask you a quick question about uh, about the Liverpool game. So you were watching it from a a, a bar, a Liverpool bar yes. in Florida. Yes. Well, Talk to me about that. Well, before you know, just before I tell you about that, how about how about I oh, just boom. no no because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get onto <laughs> it. But you'll like this. You'll like this. So that Liverpool Leeds game was the biggest opening Premier League fixture in U.S. history on television. Oh well, it was, that doesn't surprise me. It was watched by by more people than have watched any any Premier League opening fixture um, before. Wow, um, and that you know that includes uh, games in the last two years, which was uh, you know Chelsea and Man City and Arsenal and and all these other other equally massive clubs as as, as Leeds, like, um, like Arsenal and Spurs. Yeah, you know, big. Well, you know, not <laughs> not quite as big as us, but you know, no, no, um, no, of course not. So you know, it's it, it's it's just a testament, I think, to obviously let's be right, you know, Liverpool. Champions of England and, and, and a massive club in their own right, but it, I, I think that it, it, it feeds into this um, this narrative of that Leeds are a sleeping giant and we are well and truly awake all around the world. Exactly, exactly. Listen, I've I've travelled all over the world and I've been greeted at every airport that I've landed in: Kuala Lumpur, Australia, Bali, um, Dubai, uh, all over the world, America as well with fans, Leeds fans, going absolutely nuts, just going bonkers because they're Leeds fans and they don't, they very rarely get the opportunity to meet uh, one of the players that they've been watching on television all these years, you know? So the sleeping giant notion, you, you hit the nail on the head. We are absolutely wide awake now though. And that's, that's the key. And that brings me very nicely onto telling you about my experience in the pub. On, oh no way! On Saturday. Did you watch the game from a pub? Yes, I was How there. How good was that? So I was there. <laughs> I was there, and it is um, yeah, it's an Irish pub, but it's been it's been commandeered by uh, by Liverpool fans in the last few years, and um, I, I I was I reached out to a few online supporters clubs trying to see where where the Leeds game would be on, and it turns out that the landlord of this pub is actually a Leeds fan. <laughs> and it, it, a, oh, I love it. A long-suffering Leeds fan, while uh, while the while the Liverpool lads have moved in, um, yep. and so I said, you know, is it going to be all right for us to come down? And we, I came down, and a few other people in the group had sort of said, oh, well, if if you're going down, I'm going to come down. Then so you know, we ended up having a a few of us in in the pub. But when I first got there, I went into the wrong door. There's two there's two entrances. To, it's split in half down the middle, and I went oh, okay. and I went into the the Liverpool side. And I had this shirt on, and like it was like it was like a record scratch, you know. And then everyone just turned to look at me, and I was like, "Oh, bloody hell!" But then wrong door, mate. <laughs> right. Well, quick shout. The waitress came over and she went, "I think I think you want next door." I was like, "Yep, right, you are." So I scarped out of there. I went I went next door and greeted by a load of Leeds fans. There's a big Leeds flag above the above the TV. There's an Ellen Road sign oh, behind yes. the bar. I said, to, I, said I said to the landlord, "I've only lived here four years. Where, where have this been hiding?" Uh, but he's, you know, he said <laughs> Liverpool have Liverpool have taken over all the the branding, so they're the ones that gets all the chat. But actually, this Leeds pub's been here this whole time. So I oh, was sat, wow. we sat in there, and more Leeds fans kept turning up, and and uh, it was really impressive. I, I mean, I didn't I didn't know how many there the were of us in Orlando, but quite a yeah. few, as it turns out. And um, oh, good. And it was nice because uh, so landlord sat with us watching the game. 
And then when, when Liverpool scored that first goal, this, this shot came in. I don't know what it was. It looked horrible. This big, big, big <laughs> shot came in from the Liverpool side and plonked down in front of the landlord and he's shaking his head. But then Harrison scored after oh, and he sent, no. it, he, sent, he sent it straight back. And this, this, shot, <laughs> yes. this shot was going back and forth the whole game as, as you know, every time they scored and then we got an equaliser. And, and I tell you, I, I've not had an atmosphere like that since I've been away from Leeds. And, um, you know, we lost the game and it was, it was, it was a gutting finish, but... It just felt really great, you know, to be around Leeds fans abroad, especially, but being around Leeds fans and going, God, we're class, aren't we? Yeah. It just felt exactly. so different to, to to so many other times I've watched Leeds over the last 16 years. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Hey, quick question. What did, what colour was the shot? Uh, it was clear. It, it was, it was, oh. it was clear, but I think it looked like paint thinner. I mean, I think if you dropped it on the table, it'd take, taken a few layers off, you know? Oh, mate. So yeah. that's burning all the way down. And I guess when, <laughs> when, when Rodrigo gave that penalty away, he had to, he had to neck it in the end. But, oh, mate. Yeah. So is that what they do then? They, they decide, listen, whoever loses the game has this shot of petrol or, I guess so, diesel or just whatever it, they, they can, they can muscle up. And I think I think this bloke was expecting because you know we talked about the game beforehand, and he says, "Oh, you know, I'd love to lead to win, but I just can't see it today." I think you know we might we might ship a few goals. I think he was expecting mm. to have to drink about three or four of these. So when it, <laughs> so so he was pretty chuffed. He only had to drink one. To be fair, oh, you take that, you take that. So that's me getting the old uh, the old team. We're all we're getting a little bunch of us together. I think we're going to be watching Fulham on Saturday as well. So that'll be good. Um, Absolutely. And I suppose I'll be commentating on that as well. Well, well, why don't we why don't we chat quickly about that? Um, why don't we say you know what have we got coming up? We got Fulham, Sheffield United a week after, and and Man City of course a big Man game. City. So what do you, what do you yep. what do you think going forward based on what you've seen so far? Uh, based on what I've seen so far, I'll be honest. I think. Out of all the teams in the Premier League, I think we look the best so far. So, you know, and that's that's not with my Leeds United head on. That's that's basing it on the gameplay, on uh, how well we're we're organised, etc. So, that being said, I I think we'll we always have a tough a tough game against Fulham. You know, the last thirty odd minutes or so against them last time round, they they were they were pretty decent. They put us under a lot of pressure. Uh, they'll be looking to do very similar this time around, but. I think we've made some really good acquisitions and, and you know, we've got Bielsa and the guy knows his stuff. He's done his research and his homework on everybody. Um, I'd like to see one of the boys, um, probably, hopefully, preferably, Koch, give Mitrovic a dead leg. Yeah. Let I want to see that early doors. Let him know he's there, eh? Yeah, kick him out. Because he's he's a threat, let's be honest. You know, he scored a lot of goals. 26 goals last season, I think it was. I was just going to say, can, if Mitrovic plays, I expect we can see a bit of the Ben White treatment that he gave, you know, that elbow. And I think yeah, we can, yeah, that was that was naughty. We can see some but more of that, can't we? So I expect, yeah. I hope Leeds give some to him first. No, no, no. I hope he does it to us because we got VAR now. Oh, hey. Last right. season, we didn't have VAR and, and that will pick it up. He'll not only get banned, but he'll get a, a huge hefty fine as well. And that's something that he should have been reprimanded for in, in uh, the last time we played him. That was that was very naughty, cheeky little elbow off the ball on Ben White, you know. But that's that's what he is. That's what he does, you know, and he's very good at it. Yeah. I, I like him as a, I like him as a forward. He's a he's house, a, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He is. He absolutely like face to face. He's not having it. But like, if you're not looking at him, he'll give yeah. you he'll give you a dirty elbow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, I, I think I think that's what Fulham actually did to us away at Craven Cottage. I think they houses out of that game in a way that they didn't quite manage to do at Ellen Road. Yeah. And listen, when you're at Ellen Road, 
you've got the fans behind you. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows what happens and he'll, he'll get absolutely slated for it. Whereas down at, at the cottage, Craven Cottage, he's got all the fans and they're, they're not really that bothered. They're neither here nor there. They don't really care about um, the, the players as much as we care about ours, care about their team as much as we care about ours. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And, what, and just, 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 just briefly on um, a couple of the other games coming up, big Yorkshire Derby, Sheffield United... Yeah, do you know what? That that for me, that's going to be probably the biggest game of the bunch because Sheffield United exceeded expectations last season. They were very good under uh, Chris Wilder. You know, they they were playing a, a very different type of football to what the Premier League had seen in a long time. And that's something that we've got. We, we've got something, uh, we play a completely different type of football to what the Premier League have seen before as well. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see the clash of two completely different styles. Um, but two teams that have got very high work rate. And it's a Yorkshire derby. You know, we all love Yorkshire derbies. It's a shame there's no fans in there, isn't it? I know, I know, I know. But do you know what? A good thing is, I think in the Championship, League One and League Two, they're looking at bringing in around about a thousand fans starting this weekend. Wow. So with any luck, if it all goes well and it all goes to plan and it's safe as as uh, as they're hoping for... I'm I'm hoping they'll start implementing a few more, maybe five thousand a weekend after, between five and ten thousand a weekend after, and and just keep on building it from there. You know that that's what I'm looking forward to more so. And just quickly, I mean, you know, we'll talk about these more in depth as as we go on through the weeks, but um, we're also going to be getting some some guests in, so we're, we're trying to trying to manage our time as best we can. Um, but, Absolutely. But do you, do you think uh, Man City, you know, first game in October, do you think we can do to them what we did to Liverpool and maybe go one better? Um, I do. I, I absolutely do. I think we've got to be careful how we do it, how we go about it, because their their um, midfield and their attack, for me, I think are better than what Liverpool have. They they're a more um, finished. They're a more finished article in terms of the the patterns of play that they play, the the movement. You know, Kevin De Bruyne, arguably for me, the best uh, best player in the world at the moment. Um, Aguero, if he's fit, one of the best finishers in the world at the moment. You know, uh, Sterling as well, unbelievable, like speed, technique, everything. But if we can, if we can match them and and give them a taste of of what we gave Liverpool, but be defensively sound, I think we'll be we'll be all right. I'll be happy to come away with a point from that one as well. Well, we'll uh, we'll definitely get right into that in the coming weeks. Looking forward to it. Um, Absolutely. Now we've got to wrap this up because uh, you have to take your lad to football training. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm training him up to become the new number nine. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> that new generation of Leeds players in the Premier League. That's what I want to hear. Yep. So you've, Not wrong. you have you have conveniently got away with part two of my interview. My hard hitting questions that were coming at you. Ah, uh, listen, I've, I've got a little repertoire coming for you as well, mate. Don't you think this is going to be a one-sided podcast? <laughs> well, <laughs> I know that everyone back home really enjoyed all that chat we had last week. Uh, so I just want to say thanks to everyone who, who did tune in last week and uh, thanks for all the, the reviews and, and all the kind words. And I will, I will be nailing Beckford down in the coming weeks and getting part two of that, that interview in along with some some other special guests as well. Definitely. I've, I've thrown a, a couple of feelers out and we'll be getting a couple of legends as well. So it would be good fun. It would absolutely be good fun. And I'm based on that first game, it is going to be fun, isn't it? 100%. Right, well that's all for now. So thank you very much. Please keep telling your mates about doing a Leeds. Subscribe, all reviews welcome. Thanks again for tuning in. Me, Matthew Lewis. And me, Jermaine Beckford. Awesome, thanks guys.
marching on together. Come on, the leads! In this podcast, we want to give a shout out to some of the amazing charities out there doing incredible work to support those less fortunate. The last few months have been very, very tough for everybody, particularly the homeless community. And we all know the big issue. They support thousands of vendors across the UK, many of whom saw their livelihood badly affected during the lockdown as people followed advice and stayed at home. Thankfully, the vendors are now back out across Britain. They've been given PPE and increasing number of card readers so they can accept cashless payments. The magazine costs £3. Vendors buy the magazines for £1.50 so they make £1.50 on each trade. Always take the magazine, guys, please. That comes directly from the Big Issue team. During lockdown, they even built a new subscription system. People anywhere can now buy a subscription to have the magazine posted to them every week. Go to their website for more details. They've also launched an app if you prefer to read the magazine that way. Just look for The Big Issue UK on Apple Store or Google Play Store. The money raised through the retail subscription goes straight back to helping the vendors. The Big Issue is a social enterprise, so profits are reinvested. Please support your local Big Issue vendor and grab a copy of one of the UK's finest weekly publications.